All right, everybody. Good morning here. Welcome back to the WM2 podcast show. I'm your host, Eric Castillo, Army combat veteran and life coach at Zimi Wellness Center and Indigenous Sovereignty. Today, we got Soldier Hard. He's a veteran rapper, tanker. He's not artillery, but he's a tanker, so he still shoots a big <laughs> bullet, so it still counts. I mean, you know, oh. it, it, he, he'll get a, a pass there for that. But um, he's a, he's a, got awesome music. I stumbled across his music two years ago from my old platoon sergeant, Daniel, when I was going through a really, really tough time with PTSD. And his, his music really, really pulled me out the weeds because he raps about real stuff. And it's not just to go collect a paycheck. It talks about trauma. It talks about experiences. It talks about everything, everything that, and if you want to learn about what a veteran thinks, go listen to his music. You want to learn their actions and their thoughts. This is the guy right here you want to listen to. And I noticed that a lot of you guys were liking his page. So and I appreciate that. And thank you for that. And I know he appreciates it also. Definitely. But um, right now I'm going to let him tell a little bit about himself, where, his, where he's from, his service. And then we're going to go ahead and dive into it. So that way people can learn more about you. Go ahead, bud. Uh, what's going on, everybody? It's me, Soldier Hard. Um, it's a little backstory on me. I did uh, a total of 10 years in the United States Army. I'm a 19 kilo. Uh, for those that don't know, that is an armor crewman on the M1A2 tank. Um, I've been doing music, uh, pa- uh, you know, I've been doing music as a hobby since, you know, I was 19, eight, since I was 14 years old. Um, then when I listened to the Army, I still continue to do music, but it was at a part-time basis. Um and it didn't matter where wherever I was deployed. Um, I always still had recording equipment with me. I got three deployments under my belt. Operation Southern Watch, I did the Kosovo thing, and I, Operation Iraqi Freedom. Um, yeah, so, um, so, and then I do music. You know, I specialize in warfighter music. Um, uh, before, I used to say it was an accident how I started to do it, but uh, I really did it to help me. Because I, I know I went to the, my VA doctor and they told me to, um, you know, once you tell, once you talk to the microphone and make music about it. And then I did it. And then and next thing you know, it was just blowing up. <laughs> yeah, it just blew up. And I, and I realized, like, oh, my God, I, sh- I could do this and it can help other people. You know what I mean? So um, that's a little backstory of me. I created Redcon One Music Group. Um, Redcon One Music Group is an all-military artist label. Everyone on the label is a uh, um, multiple deployment. As a matter of fact, we got like, I want to say 14 deployments all t- between all of us. You know what I mean? We got uh, uh, Jay Ducey's in the Marines. We got Panda. He was a uh, Army veteran and Stephen Hobbs, Army veteran. Yep. Oh, that's awesome. Well, I know for me, I did a total of uh, six deployments. Um, Damn. <laughs> two of them peacekeeping, uh, Saudi Arabia and Hungary, but they were in support of combat operations. And then I did three to Afghanistan, one in Iraq. And then uh, being the artillery that we are, I did my job as an artilleryman only once in 2010. Uh, in 2000, and the first deployment to Afghanistan, we got attached to special forces, like at the last minute when we arrived to CAF. Yeah. Uh, the, the second time we did artillery. And then the third time we got trained by private contractors and were private security detail for uh, SFAT, which is Security Forces and Assistance Team. So we yeah. provided security for NATO generals and commanders. Um the president of Afghanistan, that's what my squad was tasked with. And uh, I know for me, there's a lot of stuff that happened during those deployments and not necessarily combat engaging, but like at, 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 the, at a moment's notice, a pin drop, the, the, it could have went south. And there was a lot of high, intense 
situations where if someone moved the wrong way or if someone flinched the wrong way, that could have caused something catastrophic. Um, I know for me, and like I, I use this platform for veterans like you and me as like a healing, and I talk about my stuff sometimes. And like I know I've had a barrel to the face. I've I've been hit by an IED in a vehicle, and that's not fun. So like and I know you've been to um you did, I think you mentioned you said you did convoys in Iraq. And yep, yep, yep. We, that's a nightmare in itself with 40, 50, 60 vehicle convoys and what five military vehicles, like yeah, yeah. <laughs> to be yeah, able to manage literally, that is literally five. There's only five, yeah. five of us protecting them. You know what I mean? Right. So, and it's like you look at the numbers and if it's not an even number, you gotta think of where to put your where to put your vehicles like spaced out and then you can't see your buddy in front of you or behind you because you got vehicles. It's it's a craziness. But like um during your deployment, did anything go down over there? Like was there anything that kind of like almost like shifted who you were? Like for me, my my shifting point happened in two thousand three when we we were almost uh killed. Um we were in a spot and then we just happened to have some stuff go down and there was a lot of yelling in the police station and it was, it was, it was pretty bad in there. And then as we left, there was an explosion that happened just a little bit down the way. So it was like all the timing of that was very crazy. And I feel like for me, that was like a shifting point for me, like where innocent Eric kind of like died to a sense. And then some monster God of war was created. And that's what kind of helped push me yeah. through my deployments. And I had the mentality of either we all come back home or we all don't. And that was the mentality I adopted, you know, and and a lot of people couldn't handle that. You know, like there was actually people who was like, no, I'm not going out the fire with him. Well, my, the, my squad who was with me, they knew that and they accepted that risk and they backed me up. So like for you, what, what, was there anything kind of like that sticks out for you or any one or two things that kind of went down where it was like, kind of like, whoa, like, kind of like sends like a shell shock or even like a tweaks the brain, like just like, like, you know. Yeah, man, that's actually a lot of them. I'm going to talk about one thing. There is actually a lot of them. We were actually uh, called the contact squad for a reason because we always got all the contact. You know what I mean? So um, uh, we're rolling down around, uh, around Tampa, heading into Biop, and we get into this crazy, crazy fucking – oh, excuse me. I'm sorry to curse, man. Um, yeah, no, you're good. You're good. If it slips out, it's okay. It's a veteran podcast, so you're good. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, okay. Well, we're good then. Um, we got in this crazy firefight. You know what I mean? It just – we're letting loose, you know, we're letting loose and I'm screaming. I'm like, yeah, that was my thing. Whenever we got into uh, uh, any, sh- any shit goes down, I would scream and get pumped myself up like, yeah, I'd yell at it's happening. And so <laughs> we're just returning. We're getting shots fired at us. We're returning fire. My gunner, I'm telling let let, let, let loose. Let's let loose. I see, um, you know, you, you see tracers going everywhere. And, and then I look to my right, my window just, it's, you know, had, uh, you know, it was, of course it's uh, bulletproof, but it hit, yeah. it hit to the right, and I was like, for that little second, I was like, damn, that could have been me, but this window protected me, um, and then uh, just stuff like that, and then and after we we collect, uh, you know, we do an after actions review, we see my gunner was missed by one inch, you know what I mean? So I was like, that that was the thing, like to me it was like. Man, these people really want to kill me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So, and, and it was an eye opener. It made me value life and always made me think of, of what could have been. You know what I mean? Right. Especially, I was actually doing uh, in, in Camp Rust Mile, true story. I was doing a, t- uh, we, we just, uh, 
escorted a unit to Camp Rustamaya, and I seen people with microphones and with, uh, on the stage, and they were doing the talent show. So I'm up there, I'm all up in my gear full battle rider. We get there, I'm like, man, what's going on over here? And um, I said, I want to enter this talent show. So right, <laughs> so I get up in there and I do a song called Walk With Me. I recorded it in Iraq. It was new at the time. It was a song called Walk With Me. And um, a lot of people who follow me are familiar with it. So I go over there and cap bust them all. I'm getting down on the microphone. Now we, we get hit with mortars. Just boom, boom, right in the middle of my set. So everyone was all running for bunkers. So you know how it is. I don't know if you know how it is for running for the bunkers. Yeah. I just, I just remember, I just remember, like, man, this is real. This is real. I can't even do music without getting hit, hit with mortars out here. It was crazy though, man. It was crazy. So it's, it's it yeah. a lot, man. There's a lot of times I smoke my last cigarette, man, and they tell me, "Sorry, bro, Lord, what you doing?" I said, "We about to die." I'm gonna smoke <laughs> my last cigarette, man. <laughs> Man, yeah, 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 man. Oh. Yeah, I remember one time I was deployed. I was a I was a fifty cal gunner in one of the Humvees, and my my squad leader or my chief for artillery was my chief uh, staff sergeant. He goes, "Hey Castillo, you see that building over there?" And I was like, "Yeah." He goes, "It was nighttime." He goes, "That video, that building's been flashing white lights all night. Light it up." And uh -oh. I was like, "Yeah." I was like, "Are you serious?" Like that was the first time I shot a fifty cal. I was like, "Are you sure?" And he's like, "Light it up." <laughs> I was like, "Okay." 200 rounds, you know, like just yeah, yeah. lit it up, you know? Yeah, yeah, uh, and then I know about the ricochet thing too, because one ricocheted by my head and it threw my whole equilibrium off. And I just told yeah. the gunner, I was like, shoot that way, shoot over there because that's where it came from. Fucking shoot that way. Like where? Just fucking yeah, over there. You like, gotta <laughs> do that. Even though you don't actually see it, you know where it's coming from. So shoot, shoot. It was, yeah, definitely. Yeah, totally, dude. That. It was just like, we had, it's funny that you talk about the, uh, the contact squad because one of the guys in Iraq, they, they called him the the IED squad because it seems like they would always get hit by IEDs and they would miss. But it, they had like over 20 strikes in their convoys throughout the, the point when it was done. Like it was like they'd be driving and be like, boom, it'd be a miss. Boom, it'd be a miss. It was like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's, you, that's, that's, you ever that's, roll by, you ever roll by an IED, right? That you just seen smoke coming from the ground, a spark in the, and smoke coming from the ground? No. We passed one. I looked over to the right, about ten meters to the right. I seen that, and I, that another thing made made me pucker up like this, man. This <laughs> is like, oh my god, man, it's crazy, man. But I was Johnny on the spot. I spotted a lot of uh, V bears. I spotted a lot of um, uh, pressure plate IDs, man. I spotted a lot. Bro. Yeah, that's man. they had me in the in the lead vehicle also because it was the same way. Like the three of us, the uh, driver, TC, and gunner, we were we were on point. Um, like for me, when we got hit, I was with my buddy, uh, Sergeant Daniels. He was the driver. I was in the um, armor support vehicle, which is those V-hole military vehicles, has the turret on yeah, the inside. Yeah. So yeah. it has a 50 cal machine gun and it has a Mark 19, which fires 40 millimeter bullets, for those who don't yeah. know. So it has both in there. And it has a very good uh, zoom scope with night vision, high speed in it. So we're coming up and we just got out of LSA Anaconda, turned left at checkpoint 59 Alpha, and we're driving. And we see, like, this, alpha. see, yeah, see, just by I me saying chills, that, like, yeah, just that that area was like the hot zone. There was that little yeah. building on the corner. There was always some shit going on in that little building on the corner. And then the building across the street to the right, the longer structure is like that was like they whatever they did there. That was like their communications area. So we go, we turn left and we see this thing fly out in the middle of the road. You know, like it was dark. It was like nine or ten at night or something. And we slow down. Because we we pulled the scout, so we're ahead. And I'm like, hey, Daniels, 
what's that, dude? And he's like, it's a dog. And I was like, dude, I have the scope. It's not a damn dog. You know, and I'm, I'm, I'm zoomed in. We're far away, but I'm zoomed in, like, zoomed in times, like, 15 or 20. And I'm yeah. zoomed in with the night vision, but it's blurry. So it just looks like a little blurb like this, you know, uh, as it's getting bigger. And, like, and he's like, dude, it's a dog. I'm like, dude, I don't even see a freaking tail on it. It's just, it looks like a bag. And we're doing this for, like, probably 30 seconds or so. And we're kind of slowly creeping, you know, uh, what it is. And, like, we're like, what the heck is going on there? Like, that's a bag. And we're arguing and arguing. And all of a sudden, boom, that joker blows up. And yeah. it shredded the vehicle. Luckily, we got those vehicles because if it was a Humvee, we'd have been screwed. Yeah. And I would have probably been not okay. Like, yeah. it, it shredded three of the big old tires, the huge tires, like you see on FMTVs. Yeah, shredded yeah, yeah, three yeah. of those. It cut through the Type 3 armor like it was butter. Um the the inside got all like messed up. The windshield was all jacked up. Uh, I there was like oil going all over the place. I was like knocked out for a little bit, and then I kind of came to. He's like, "You are," and I was like, "I had like a headache and stuff." And then we drove back to Anaconda on three flat tires, and we get there, and they're like, "Hey, you guys okay?" And we're like, oh, "I guess." Like my back hurts, my head hurts, and like, "Hey, here's another vehicle, go." And we're like, <laughs> "Hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, okay." Yeah, yeah. we 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 I'm continued worried. on. We we Charlie Mike'd and and we we drove, man. But like, and I did a video a long time ago. Actually, it's on YouTube. It's called uh, "Emotions in Iraq," and I'll I'll type it here in the in the chat. So it's like a video I did that uh, I compiled a lot of pictures from that deployment. And my vehicle is actually uh, in that that uh, that that video. Because all those pictures I took or other people took, so I went. I put it. I posted it in the chat so people could watch it. It's on YouTube, and it's like seven, eight minutes. And I was still young in my day, so like instead of it ending with like an American flag, I'm Cuban, so it ends with a Cuban flag at the end. You know, so it's like <laughs> now I look at it, I'm like, damn, I'm proud of my culture. I was like, damn, I should have put American flag. What the hell, Eric? You know, I was like twenty something years old. You know, yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. We all do dumb but, stuff um, when we're younger. Yeah, oh, yeah, <laughs> that that. That could be a whole nother podcast on all the fuckery yeah, that happened when man. I was young, when I drank. So, uh, <laughs> but, <laughs> but, um, I'm glad that, you know, you made it through. Okay. And, um, so Likewise, what, man, and I gotta give a shout out to you. Gun bunny. I love gun bunnies, man. I got gun bunnies in my family, man. So yeah, yeah. My uncle is a master gunner. He was the master gunner of smoke. And so shout yeah. out to gun bunnies, yeah. man. Yeah. And I, I always like to tell people, you know, there's two sayings that we have. It'll take us two weeks to learn your job, but it'll take you two months to learn mine, you know? <laughs> and then they, we also say, hey, we're called the king of battle for a reason. We protect the queen, the infantry from getting raped. That's what we, you know, that's what we talk about. So we, we protect everybody because we're the king of, of, of battle. So those are yeah, two we actually, things. That... We actually have something like that. We yeah. Say that, uh, uh, we have something kind of like that. It's uh, uh, the, the uh, field artillery uh, is a uh, king of battle. Infantry is the queen of battle and the armor is in chastity belt to keep the bitch from getting raped. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> that's, that's freaking hilarious, dude. Um, and I, I was going to bring up, you were talking on your thing. Um, so when you heard that first music thing when you were in Iraq and you went on there to that town show, did that kind of spark like the, uh, the music industry for you? Did that kind of spark like, hey, this is something I want to do? Or were you kind of doing that before that? I was doing it before that, but it was actually like a um, 
it was just a hobby. I always did music. But um, matter of fact, the song that I did at that talent show, Walk With Me, is what got me noticed by a label called To The Fallen Records. Because I made that when I was in Iraq. And I posted on MySpace. This is back when MySpace was popping. You know MySpace what I mean? was so, huge. <laughs> so that this uh, uh this label called To the Fallen Records, it had the Battle Cross. It was a, it was a dope logo. It had the Battle Cross going on said To the Fallen Records. I was like, oh, I like this. So so they picked me up on um, I was on like three of their projects and stuff like that. So um, that what made me gave gave me the idea that man, I, maybe I'm good enough to actually do it. You know what I mean? So that's what that's what sparked me to do it. But as far as that talent show, it was just every time I see a chance to do music. I always do, you know what I mean. So that's, no, that's, like, that's we went to Camp Rust, Rusty, and I was like, "Let's do it." And all my yeah, all my bat, all my battle boys was like, "Do it, do it, sir. Be do it, do it." I was like, "All right, let's yeah. do it." Yeah, you gotta get that push from your peers. Like, no, go ahead, go ahead, and you're like, "All right, yeah, sure," you know. Yeah, it's funny yeah. that after afterwards, I was like, after it was over and we 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 uh, it was all clear, sirens alarm alarm and everything. I was like, "So did I win?" <laughs> <laughs> so it's not one. Did I win? So we just but yeah, heck yeah. I mean that that's a heck of an exit right there. You want to talk about leaving with making a statement like a mic job? The yeah, mortars. For real. <laughs> for real. Not a lot of artists out today can say they did. They were performing in Iraq in the middle of their set in their set. They got hit with mortars. Yeah. Like that, that's that's not too that. many. So now now let's let's shift over to, to a different piece here with the transition part. Um okay. for me, I know transition was hard. Um, the unit I was with was not, uh, very friendly with the transition because I was diagnosed with type one diabetes and PTSD and they, they, they just, I don't like to talk bad about units because I know it's, it's not the army, it's the people. And I don't yep. know what, I don't know what those people were going through at the time. I mean, if you would have asked me two years ago, I would have smashed them. But now it's like, as I've learned and I've developed, I don't know what they were going through on the personal side. So whatever they were doing at that time to make those decisions on why they treated me the way they did, I have to try to consider what were they going through personally because personal actions and thoughts affect professional actions and thoughts. Yeah. Um, so for me, it was a very hard transition. They tried to basically push me out the army in two weeks when I was medically retiring. When I was supposed to have six months, they tried not to give me terminal leave, but I ended up getting my terminal leave because I picked up my clearing papers the day I was supposed to sign out of the army <laughs> so <laughs> I, I did that to ensure my time with the help of the civilian lady who helped me with that um so for you like how was the transition for you i know i went through a real dark time so how about for you how, how was that transition for me was uh easy and and it was no problem the reason why i say that is i wouldn't i wouldn't admit to anything you know what i mean like I wouldn't even let them know that I'm having nightmares, you know what I mean? Because, you know, like, coming up, uh, my MOS at the time was, of course, all male, so you don't want to talk about, like, you got problems, you know what I mean? So you kept that inside you, so I waited till I was actually out. And even when I got out, it was hard for me to even say, like, I got a problem. Until, until like six months after I got back and transitioned, re, 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 trying to reintegrate back in the civilian world is so difficult. That's the most hardest thing that I ever did in my life. But I'm here and we did it. So, but, but going back to that is, um, I didn't even want to say I had a problem. You know what I mean? But until mm. I realized I'm yelling at people and I'm cursing at people, I want to be by myself. 
that's not me. Me, I like to make people laugh. That's that was the old me. You know what I mean? So then I realized, you know, I, I need to get help. And then um, that that's when I did. You know what I mean? It was still hard for me to accept. Like, well, I ain't bad. I got my limbs. I'm I'm walking fine. You know what I mean? So um, I would say the transition for me was 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 easy because I would never tell anyone that I was I had a problem, which I was wrong. Now I tell people, if you got a problem, say you have a problem, seek some help. There's nothing wrong with that. And a good leader will tell you to do the same. You know what I mean? Right. But back then, it just wasn't like that. You right. Hack no, it. Yeah. If you can't hack it, then you shouldn't be here. You should be here. Well, That's yeah, how no, I did before. Yeah, I came I, I joined in in 2000, and that was the stigma. If you went to mental health, you were automatically identified as a problem and they Believe pushed you over that. to the headquarters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you got you came off the line unit and I, I, I won't say I adopted that mentality because I was still young and I didn't really know. And that, and there wasn't really war at the time. It was just like Desert Storm. And you didn't see too many combat patches around, you know, at yeah. that time. When, in two, from 2000 to like 2001, you didn't see too many. Uh, so, you know, there wasn't that, that type of environment, at least that I was in. So uh, I know that as time progressed, that stigma stayed. I just tried not to adopt it. And I, I for me... I didn't realize I was dealing with unresolved trauma from military as it went on, like because I would drown myself in my work and being, you know, being a leader and hey, I just neglect and neglected everything, you know, yeah. and, and that that that's the huge red flag that there's problems, you know, and then yeah. you deny it at the same time. You're like, I ain't got no problems. And then when you get out the, the military, it's the same thing. I deny it. I don't got no issues. I ain't got no problems. But really, when you look from the look, take a look at the third person perspective. No, you you do have problems. Yeah, you know, it's yeah, just yeah, yeah. it's that Real. whole machismo of like I'm a guy, I can't have any tears, I can't feel this way, I got to be tough. When really all that does is take a mental toll, and then eventually it's gonna come crashing down on you. And hey, when man, it gets, you said it right there, you said it right there. <laughs> it will. It, it's it will. It'll come crashing down. And if it's and if you're going through it right now, not you. I'm talking about the audience. If you're going through it now, and you don't think it hit yet? Give it time. It'll hit, and it's going to hit you when you least expect it, and it's going to freaking throw your whole world upside down, and you're going to be like, what the hell, and you're going to blame everybody else first until you get help. Like, for me, my, mine took getting arrested. That That's what took it, and I didn't even wow. know I was getting arrested at the time, you know? Um, I, it was, And then even then, I almost took down the police officers because of the way they were standing, and if it wasn't for the cop being a veteran, uh stuff probably would have went differently you know uh the way they were standing i was sizing them up and then he told the guy to stand like for detainee operations you stand in an l-shaped formation so you're facing the person and yeah. your buddy stands to the detainees left or right so and they were both standing at me and i was still kind of phasing in and out of a of a combat setting because that's what i was seeing yeah and yeah i'm looking at i'm looking at them and i'm looking at them up and down and i think he picked up on it and he's like hey you he told his partner he's like hey you need to stand over there you know, like, and I looked over and then that's, that's when it kind of like clicked for a second. I was like, okay, this guy, he's, and he's like, Hey, I'm a veteran too. And then, then it kind of started coming down. And then once the cuffs went on, man, that's when everything kind of like set in. And then I was fueled with anger because I got pushed to a limit that I shouldn't have been pushed to. And everyone who knows me knows I'm a calm guy. And I always like to use that, that, that meme or that gif that I see that like, I'm generally a nice guy. So if I'm being an asshole, you need to ask yourself why I'm being an <laughs> asshole to you. I you love know, it. 
love yeah, it. so that's that, that's like the mentality I go with. So if you say, "Oh, Eric's an asshole," well, what? Why is Eric being an asshole to you? Because he's not an asshole, you know? Like, yeah, yeah, so, yeah. What'd you but, do? Um, <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. What did you do to him, or what did you do to piss him off? And it takes a yeah. lot to piss me off, man. Like, I don't like to yell. I don't like to scream because, like, <clears throat> I think of all like the stuff when it goes to it. Like, when you're yelling, you get a headache. Then your throat hurts. You lose your throat. You know, it's a whole bunch of stuff that goes on, and I don't like it. And it's just negative. And it's just not good when you can just talk stuff out. You know, um, <clears throat> so I and I've been I've been also I'm sh- I'm shifting again here, and I'm keeping an eye. No, it's all good. It's all good. No problem. Yeah, um, I'm watching time too because I know you got the studio at twelve, so I'm keeping an eye on our time here, so I know you have time to get over there. But um, so for for Redcon like music, um. Where do you see it going? Like, what, what, what do you, if you can say, like, right now, like, kind of like, I'm going to help you manifest something real quick, dude. Okay. If you can, if you can put Redcon music, where, where do you want it to go? Um, right now, at this level of my, of my life and career, is, uh, we've, been around, we've been out for 10 years already. You know what I mean? We put, we accomplished so many things. We put out so much music. And right now, is I want that continue oh, i want that music that we put out to continue to help our warfighters today because like uh, even because the music that we make is so timeless you could play it 20 years from now and it's going to be relevant you know what i'm saying yeah. like the song that we made 10 years ago is relevant for today is, mm-hmm. is what i'm getting at so as far as like i'm getting older man i'm getting older um i'm 44 years old man so i don't know I really don't know how long I got doing this, you know what I mean? But I do want the music that we created, that I've created, to continue to help people, you know what I mean? So that's where I want it to go. But as far as, like, being a big, big star, I, I have no desire to do that. Um, I had opportunities, but it's just, I, I like doing Warfighter music because uh, uh, when you get into the big labels and the big time, they want to tell you to change and don't mm-hmm. talk about this, do this. And, and I didn't want no one to censor my music. So I won't, always wanted to stay on my own because uh, if I can't tell, if I can't paint my picture, then I don't want to paint any picture. You get what I'm right. saying? Yeah, no, I feel you. <clears throat> and it's like a, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, there's another rapper that he does it too. I don't, I'm sure you heard of him. His name's Tom McDonald. He has like all okay, these crazy yeah, yeah. tattoos. Like, yeah. I like him because. He's not associated with any label, and he literally proved that you can go to the number one spot on like Google, Spotify, the billboards without a label being an yeah, nowadays you artist. Can. Yeah, and he proves that, and he raps about yeah. it, and I like that. Yeah, yeah, I do too. It's, it's uh, it because now, like nowadays, with mm-hmm. you could do it independently. You don't need big record deals, and even at a younger age, I knew that. You know what I mean? Like I had a um, I had opportunities. Um, I I don't want to say the record label's name or anything like that, but they literally wanted me to not talk about veteran topics. I'm like, no, that's that's what I'm known for. That's who I am. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're not gonna. And then and then when you come, we don't want you wearing a hat and t- you know cover up your tattoos. I'm like, whoa, time out, time out, time out. Yeah. You, you mess. You wanted to mess with me because of me and my image and the music that I put out. Now. You want to change all it. So it's like, no. Nah. So I already knew that I'd rather stick to myself and then I create my own stuff. You know what I mean? Record Record One Music Group is what I created. It was I created it because I wanted 
not just me to do music and put out our our, our issues and and our and military topics. I wanted a whole team of me. So yeah. that's how I initially started Redcon One Music Group. So I always said, man, if there was other veteran artists out there, and if I could find them and we all come together and just put music, our music out, tell tell them our stories, our, our warfighter story, man, that'd be beautiful. And I did that. And we got so much, man. We hit the charts. Every one of my Redcon One artists hit the charts. Um, the national television, all that stuff. You know what I mean? So yeah. I want that to continue. I don't want uh, uh, what we've done and our mark that we put into this warfighter community to die down. That's where I want Recon to always be known in the, within the veteran community. That's what I want. Because I'm loyal to the veteran community. You know what I mean? So everyone yeah. who knows that knows that about me, that I'm loyal to the veteran community because they're the most, out of all communities that there is, veterans are, are the most loyal. You know what I mean? So um, I always stay rocking with them. But like I said, I'm getting older, so I don't really know how long I got doing it. But I'm going to continue to do it as long as I'm having fun. That's it. That's all I can yeah. do. And then I can I can even see you uh, shifting to more of like a like a Dr. Dre type mindset, where from rapper to now you kind of stir away from the rapping, and now you're yeah. pulling people to Redcon music. It's crazy because I was actually thinking I want to get into artist development. It's like See. developing younger artists because I know all the knowledge that I got here, I could teach them and help them guide them the right way that never mind the money. Stay away from that. Because one thing I hate is when people say, oh, I'm in this because I want to get famous. I won't even mess with them. You know what I mean? Because for, like I tell my, my children, all my children, are do, they do music. And I tell them, is it fun to you? Yes. Well, that's all you need to focus on. Don't worry about money. If it's funny you and, and after you record and you do a song and you're smiling, that's all that matters. You know what I mean? Right. So uh, I want to get into artist development. I really do because a lot. I think a lot of these young artists, they don't know. They just want to focus on the money. And being focused about on the money is cool. It's, it's all right. But passion, if you have passion for what you do, eventually in time, you're going to get paid for it. And, and I like to tell them right. that too. Yeah. Right. And then <clears throat> if you see what I did there, um, and I, I basically like tactically questioned you and you didn't even know it because I wanted you to speak your own dream into existence. Uh, <laughs> that, that's that's life coaching 101 right there for you. And uh, <laughs> platoon sergeant, gun bunny, smoke development. Uh, yeah. I asked you where you wanted it to go. So then I was going to say, well, think bigger. And you already did. So now you spoke it into existence. Instead of saying I was thinking, no, now just do it. Now make it happen. You know, so yeah, now yeah, you, you, yeah. Already, you already spoke it into existence. So now it's up to it's it's gonna be up to you, brother, if you do it. Because oh, no, now I, I actually I actually have been doing it, but it was to my own <laughs> kids. I don't count my art being an artist develop developing artists from my kids. I mean, because I'm supposed to do that. That's yeah. my job as as a provider and 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 a, a teacher. You know what I mean? So um yeah, no, but sure. I want to do it to young up and coming artists. You know what I mean? Ones that they're just so green that they don't really know. You know what I mean? So. Yeah, um, but I've been doing it with my own kids though, definitely. Well, that's legit. Well, I'm no dope rapper, but I wrote a poem in one of my poetry classes for Portland State. I can you can read that. I'm no no rapper, but I could be like, here you go. I'm <laughs> nice, as green as you nice. get. No, yeah, yeah, you could you could, you could put poems to the songs, man. You can do it. I've done it before. So, so many times, people has asked asked me to do it. So, yeah, yeah. My my best friend uh, Lewis, he does nice. that. 
yeah, my my best friend Lewis does that. He's right. He writes poems, and a lot of his stuff sounds like it could be music, and he's super skilled uh, with it. And he he writes some he writes some pretty good stuff. He's a really good guy, and people try to tell him to do it, and he's like, no, nah, I don't want to do it. But like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I can I can I can see you doing the the developer role. I think I, I I'm excited to see where that goes, or whenever you decide to just make it public, or or maybe you already have. And just be like, hey, you know, now you kind of look for people or people are seeking you out and uh, trying to just rap about that what they experience in the military, basically, is what yeah, it seems yeah, like. Man, yeah. You know, it's like, and I, and I we, think we've like, so many stories, man. We have so many stories. That's why a oh, lot of yeah. people say, it's like, where do you find these topics? In the veteran community, we have so many stories. I'll find topics by looking on Facebook, oh, reading people's timelines. I'm seeing a veteran and he's talking about his issues. Oh man, a lot of veterans are going through that. I'm gonna do a song about it. You know what I mean? So like we have so many stories to tell even long after I'm gone off of uh, doing this music, there's gonna be someone who's gonna continue telling our stories. You know what I mean? And that's what I want. Yeah, yeah and that and that's awesome because it and I and I use the example like and people can sell like Michael Jackson, his song Thriller. They play that Joker on Halloween every year. <laughs> How many times? More times than you can count. Right, and, right. And I, I think that's like, and I, and I like how, and I use that example because I see that's the kind of direction that you want. That like, you want someone to be like, you know what? I need to listen to this jam, or let me type something in on the YouTube, and then your song pops up for how they're feeling. You know? Yeah. And, and yeah. I, and that, and I think that, and I think that's a, that's a good thought process to have, and a good mentality to have too, because like, we're here to impact the community, and that's that's why I did this podcast here is like so i can show veterans and even civilians who don't know about veterans it's like look yeah we struggle like you're at home i went across the water not knowing every day if i was going to come back inside the wire or not and then leave the country and did it six times that takes a toll on you mentally physically spiritually socially emotionally anything that ends in lly it affected it you know Yeah, yeah yeah and it's like now it's time to like there's not enough of this happening. So now it's like, hey, I need to get this out here. I need to pull these guys in here so that way people because there are the there are the hermits that don't want to do nothing but that are watching but won't comment. That'll watch it later and see. And this is more like a dang, okay, he struggled, but he's so doing all right. Say, would you say you were a hermit too? I yeah. can. I was a hermit yeah, too. Yeah, so I was. Everybody has their time, you know what I mean? So even though they feel like they're a hermit, everybody has their time to where they just unplug unplug yeah. and get out the house and just you gotta have a mission man without a battle buddy and a mission you're 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 pretty much done but if you have right. your and battle you, buddy and you have your mission you're gonna be okay so i tell oh, a lot yeah of people i was that. i was like that dude i was i didn't want to go out i didn't want to do nothing and then i got out of a, a a marriage that was toxic and then i got out of another relationship that 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 was super toxic after that and then i was like boom by myself i didn't want to do nothing it was just me and my service dog um yeah and then and then uh and then i met my fiance now a year ago and this whole podcast thing was kind of like her idea to push me to do it because like i you know i have a message for veterans and like and and this is not even to be conceited but like when i speak people listen you know and it's like with your music when you rap people listen you know people hear what you're saying because i definitely i definitely listen like the first time i heard those two songs triggers and red flags Bro, legit, I literally started crying. I broke down because it was exactly how I felt, like to the T. 
Like, and that's I what I wanted my... to do. I didn't, Dude, I didn't like... want people like you crying. I wanted, like, say for example, if you can name a famous artist and they made triggers in red flags, it ain't going to be the same. You know what I mean? No. I, I'm speaking for us and what what, what, we, what we're feeling, what we're going through. Just like how you said, you cried. Why did you cry? Because you felt what I'm saying. You know what I mean? If Eminem made that song, you wouldn't have felt it. Like, you don't know what it is like being deployed. How can you speak yeah. that? You know what I mean? So I wanted to speak from a frontliner point of view. You know what I mean? So yeah. you related to it. You related to it. And so did a, a bunch of other people. And that's what I wanted. You know what I mean? So, and that's what I mean by timeless. You're going to play it 20 years from now. You're still going to feel it. Oh, yeah. I still do. Like, even when my son, when he plays it, and I still feel it. And I still kind of sometimes get choked up a little because it's true. You know, and like he he'll be like, "Hey, let's listen to this song," and I'll be like, "Okay," and then we put it, and like I already know what it's gonna do. You know, yeah. like even now, like I'm not even listening to it, and it's kind of already got me somehow because I know the words, I know the feeling because what you talk about, I feel. And in the beginning, when people were like, "I want to understand you," I'm like, "You want to understand me? Listen to these two songs right here. This will this will this will help you understand me." So you can understand yeah, yeah. exactly what's going on up here, you know? And then people were like, when they, when they would come back, they'd be like, holy cow, I had no idea. And I actually, um, when you were just saying that, sorry, sorry to cut you off, but you were just saying that, you know, how I get that so many times. And when I was doing this, I'd never even realized it would happen. Warfighters will tell me, I don't know how to explain how I feel to my family. So I play your song. And then they 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 try to you know they kind of understand, and that's crazy. You said that because I I get that all the time, and it's like I I, I said what we feel, and now it made everybody help them explain to their loved ones how they feel. You know what I'm saying? And to me, that's just man. You can't put a price tag on that. You can't put a a dollar sign on that. To me, that's that's mm -hmm. a Grammy right there. You know what I mean? So yeah. that's love it, man. I love it. So and go then, ahead. And then even. Even though good, and then even to hit it harder, I used your song triggers for uh, a presentation I did in psychology at Portland State University. The teacher wanted me to talk about PTSD, and I was there with my dog. And when I was, I gave a little intro, and then I, was, I told everyone, "Hey, I want y'all to watch this." I go, "You guys know about veterans, but you don't really know. You all you think is when you hear PTSD and veteran, you think crazy. It's like an equation: veteran plus PTSD equals crazy." And I was like, "I'm here to change that." Right. So yeah, I played your yeah. song. Right? Turn the lights off. I played your song. Brother, when the lights turned on, half the class was crying. Half the class had their hands on their head. The other ones were like this. The teacher was crying. So wow. it's like, it was, yeah. Wow. And then like, it was, it was standing ovation. Like it was, it was by far just like, dude, like the, the most impact was boom. And then I even did it too for, a, um, for another class. It was for a speech class. I talked about, uh, marijuana and PTSD, and uh, I, I also used that video as well, and I, my time kind of ran over, and another class was coming in. They actually stayed for my class, and the teacher thanked me for my presentation and raising veteran awareness. Wow. So wow, just know, like, at least on my account, your music is making an impact when I do use it, because I, when I use it, I make it a statement to use it, because I want people to understand. So, like, just know that that's the justice I'm giving you right there because you rap about real stuff and it's and it's legit. So it's like I want people to know I can't talk about it as well 
because maybe I fumble with the words, but I was like, you know what? Here, let me play this because this can explain it, and I don't got to say shit after it's done playing. Here, boop, let me hit play. So That's crazy, man. That's crazy. You know why it's crazy to me is because I made that song. I made that song for me. You know what I mean? I, 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 I made that song to let stuff out, let a stuff inside me out. Like, um, I tell people now, like, I use triggers and a song called Dear PTSD. And I, and I tell people now, if I try to do a song like that, I couldn't do it again. You know what I mean? Because yeah. back then you heard, when I did the songs like that, it was here. It was inside me. You know what I mean? And all I did was, I had, you could hear you could hear the passion. You could hear the pain. I can't even duplicate that now. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So that that's crazy, man. And I never thought that just but for a song that I made for me for my healing would help so many other people. But then when I learned about that, I was like, "This is me. This is what I'm gonna do. I'm yeah. gonna help other yeah. people through music. That's what I'm gonna do." Oh yeah, it's definitely. It was definitely healing for other people. And it also, on top of healing, it helps people who aren't veterans understand. Yeah, and that's yep. and I think that's the that's one of the huge takeaways from it is the understanding that hey this is what's going on this is like and, and yeah you can't put a blanket statement on it but like if you want to be general generally this is what someone who experiences combat goes through yeah everyone's different and everyone has their when you want to get in the fine details everyone is carved differently with their experiences yep. but to generalize that's what your music does your music yeah. generalizes it. You know what I mean? So it's like, oh, and then now someone can relate, and then they throw their stuff into it, and it fits. You yeah, know? yeah, 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 yeah. It's crazy, man. It's crazy. Uh, it, it, some people even tell me, hey, bro, your song Triggers called Triggers. <laughs> <laughs> For real. Like, and I feel it. Like, I feel it. Because even yeah. when I listen to it, it makes me remember back then. You know what I mean? So. Yeah, and then I used the song Red Flags for when I talked about it in another psychology class with the same teacher uh, about uh, suicide awareness. So, like, I used that song. Same reaction, different class, people crying. The teacher didn't cry this time because she knew because I let her watch it first, so she got all her yeah. stuff out before. But, like, the class, they were just, like, they couldn't believe, like, and then, like, I took questions, and they were like, is that real? And I was like, and I told the girl, I was like, I was like, Sweetheart, I go, that's as real as it gets. You know, mm -hmm. like, it doesn't get any more real than that up there. You know, like, that's what wow. happens. That's what goes on. And she was just like, she, as I was talking to her, she's like, she covered her face. And then being um, peripheral vision, I see other people, like, one dude took his hat off and you see him, he's like, whoa, like, because it hit hard. Like, I hit a whole bunch of people's and I pulled on heartstrings and I basically smacked them upside the head because they didn't expect it. So I like yeah. shell shocked a classroom of like fifty students. That's crazy, you know? man. <laughs> Makes me think how many people, how many veterans like you are doing the same. You know what I mean? It's just like it's yeah. beautiful, man. It's just helping people. You know what I mean? Or like you said, helping people understand. That's even yeah. a blessing right there. You know what I mean? Matter of fact, and red flags. You, you talked on red flags. My buddy, my brother right there, Marty Gonzalez. He passed away in November. Um, he's the one who gave me the idea for the song Red Flags, man. You know what I mean? He called me one day, he goes, you know what this uh, veteran suicide rate is? I said, it's 18. He goes, no, it's 22 now. And I, he said, you got to do a song about it. 
that's how I made red flags, man. I got my nephew right there. He passed away uh, December too, so that's why I got him up right there. They're all, they're always with me. Right, of course, and of course for them, you know, till Valhalla on the other side when we when we when yep, we meet yep. again. That's what the veterans say, till Valhalla. So yep. that's that's it's always for them. So and I'm we're gonna we're gonna wrap it up here because I know you got to get to the studio, but like if oh you can God, send has them, it been forty five minutes already? Bro, it has. That's crazy. <laughs> I could have said, man, man. I yeah, could have swore so, it was like already twenty minutes. Yeah, right. I mean, hey, that's what happens when you talk wow. about engaging stuff. You don't even realize time. So, um, yeah, but man. like, what what here is now? People who know the podcast who watch, if you can give a message, right, for veterans who are listening, the guys in the back who don't want to talk, who are kind of just watching from a distance, or the ones who go, "Oh, I see you, I see what you're doing," or the ones who are literally just tuned out, unplugged, but they just managed to listen to this one because they see your name. And they want to hear, oh, well, what's this about? And they take the time and actually make it to the end. What message you got for them? Um, I want to bring out two things. I do want to tell them two things. Uh, I brought it up earlier, but I, I really want to stress it now. The only way you're going to survive life after the military, life after, I mean, life after combat, I like to say, is you need two things. You need a battle buddy and a mission. You know what I mean? Because while we're in, we had a mission. We was important. We were somebody. Yeah. But we got out, mm -hmm. we feel like we're nobody. You know what I mean? We need a battle mm -hmm. buddy and a mission. Your mission is doing this. My mission is doing music. So that's just an example. That's what we need in order to survive. We can't self-isolate. We got to unplug. Get out there. Find something that you're passionate about. Something that makes you feel good. It, it could be helping homeless, collecting clothes for un privileged kids or whatever do whatever you're passionate about do it if you like to build wood and being a mechanic find your mission find your purpose have that battle buddy that person that you go go to whenever things are uh, rough times are bad have that um because without it we're pretty much dead but with them both we're deadly we can't be stopped you know what i mean and another thing is yeah. Yesterday, here's my other thing that I want to tell warfighters, man. Like yesterday, uh, a year ago, our our our, the, our past is the past. It's over with. It's not real no more. It used to be real, but right now it's not real. So don't don't make right now decisions basing them on the past because, like I said, it's not real no more. The only thing is real right now is this right here. What I'm looking at. I'm looking at you. This is real. That's all that matters. This moment right now. So never mind the past. It's there. It happened. It's not real no more. We only make it real when we bring it up and we make decisions based on the past. So, um, yeah, yeah, that's what I want to put out. That's that's legit. That's 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 awesome. Um, so for those listening, take that in. And I'll even say it again. Have a mission. Have a battle buddy. Even my my fiance wrote it in the in the chat there. When you go back and look. She she writes stuff on there and emphasizes. She picks up key points and then puts whatever you say into the into the comment box. So if people are reading, they can see. But yeah, have a mission, have a battle buddy. I even wrote that down, and I'm 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 actually gonna use that for myself. And you know, <laughs> hey man, it's ours. It's in, in our community. Use it, man, because it's you know yeah, what man. it's it's gems and it's roses. It's real. You know what I mean? Yeah. So so and I appreciate you for coming on, man. Um. I Thanks know, for I know having my, me, bro. It was like it was not even an interview. We were just talking, yeah. man. I loved it. Yeah, yeah. totally, man. Like 
it's a uh, I appreciate you coming on and like I know like you had the busy stuff going on and like I was like well you know I just reach out to people and I just kind of throw I throw vines out there and see who grabs so I just I appreciate you coming on I know my my son's gonna be stoked when he watches this because he loves Happy your music son, man tell him hello for me man yeah I'll, I'll tell him uh, he'll be watching, so now he'll actually see that you said that, and he's probably going to go bonkers. So, <laughs> so, but um, I appreciate it, man. I really do. Uh, for everyone who is watching, I appreciate it. Thank you for tuning in again. Uh, I do one every week. Been pretty consistent. Uh, so follow this page. Tell your family. Tell your friends. If you want to learn about the veteran community, watch this page. Go look at the videos um, that I talk. I've talked with other people. Go check them out. I'm, you know just want to make an impact and you want people to understand, have them tune in here. You know, we got veterans like Soldier Art over here who who have their experiences, but they talk about how they made it through. And I think that's what's important. And with everyone else I've had come yeah, on here, definitely. like uh, like I ha I've had Jake McLaughlin from the show Quantico. He came on. He's a right, veteran. He was right, in the surge yeah, during yeah. Iraq. I did yeah. not know that. So he that's came cool. on here. Well, yeah, I'm going to have to be a, a, a rapid listener, man. I'm going to have to be. I'm gonna have to keep tune in and watch too myself, man. Thanks, yeah, thank every, you. Yeah, every week, and then I'm I'm also in the works of having Jessica Lynch, the POW. She's gonna come. Nice. On. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, we're yeah. we're hashing out some dates because she's a single mom, so it's kids in school. So we're throwing dates back and forth, trying to get that set up, you know. So there's there's and I'm just I'm bringing awareness. So it's like tell your family, tell your friends, uh, follow and share. Uh, so that way, if you want to learn about the community, if you want someone to understand you, veteran, have them watch, especially this one. All of my podcasts are great. There's not one that's better than the other because every single person offers a different message. Damn, and that, that's the it. intent. Different message from a different perspective. And I'm going to cover all the bases. And when they're covered, I'm just going to throw some new bases down and cover them. So thanks for watching, people. Um, brother, thanks for coming on. I appreciate it. Thanks for I having me, man. I look forward to doing some stuff with you in the future. I'm glad we're friends now on the, on the social media. So if yeah, you need yeah. something, you can always reach out. So likewise, appreciate man, it. doing what All you right, do, cool. doing what you do. You got a lot of stress. If you need someone to talk to, I'm here for you, man. Right. I appreciate it. Thank you, man. All right, everybody. Thank you for tuning in and we'll see y'all next week. Thanks.